Welcome back to Vibe Empowered. My name is Christine Refo. We are in the middle of the Empowered Woman series. We have already spoken about intuition and beauty and wealth and purpose and a couple more. So if you are new here, go back to the previous episodes and just enjoy listening to those pillars as well. And today is about sexual fulfillment. How could the Empowered Woman not be sexually fulfilled? Of course, this had to be in the Empowered Woman series. I'm just really excited about it because it is not just important for the quality of your life and the connection, the deep spiritual intimacy that you can create with your sexual partner, but it's also very, very important for your overall well-being and really for really for what you can do with your life and I'm going to explain what I mean by this in the episode. So welcome to sexual fulfillment. Sexual fulfillment is one of my favorite topics because for myself I want to say it was one of the hardest things to reclaim in my healing journey. And it is because I've had quite some sexual trauma and I've also made some poor decisions in my early 20s and I had to go back and heal all of those moments because they were in the way of me actually feeling safe in my body. You know, this is a really big theme, but it's still a topic. Being safe in my body, being comfortable with my own body and actually, honestly, just having a body that actually functions like a well-oiled machine I'm in my early 30s and, you know, I just remember when I was 20 years old or, you know, the years after that, you take for granted that everything just works inside of you. And then when you start, well, burning out, (laughs) or if you start looking a little under the hood, you recognize that you can't take things for granted. Your energy level isn't something that is just automatically there. Your health isn't something that is just automatically there. And I think everyone who's had some sort of health journey of any kind knows to not take it for granted anymore. So even just being healthy in your body, you know, that your digestion works, that you don't have headaches, that you don't have any kind of physical or chronic aches or pains is really a condition to you even feeling anywhere good in your body. So those, I feel like those are things that are never really spoken about, but that needs to be a precursor to good sex, to sexual fulfillment, because if you're aching, you're not really going to feel it. So safety, feeling good in your body, those insecurities being gone about light on, light off, or what is he going to think about this, that, or the other. Just really comfortable with your own rawness, with your own natural body functions, with your primitive nature. This is what we're going to talk about a bit today. So let's just start at the beginning. I think, first of all, what is super important is that you actually are healthy. And I've spoken about health lots, even when I spoke about the physical body in in previous episodes about, you know, just that healthy glow that we spoke about in the beauty episode. It is so important that your body is healthy and that it is functioning 
well. That is such a precursor to you actually feeling good about yourself. And so I don't really want to go deeper into that because we've spoken about it so much and you can go and listen to the other episodes to find more about what I had to say about this. Now, if you are someone who has never really experienced an orgasm or has never really enjoyed sex or you are someone who, you know, there's kind of this stereotypical couple where she, quote unquote, she has headaches when he wants to have sex because she's basically trying to avoid having sex with the partner she chose to spend her life with. If this is your situation, then we need to talk about some deeper topics here because if you're not feeling aroused, that means your sex chakra is blocking. If you're not, that really means like no life force, no energy can flow into your sex chakra to basically make your sex chakra spin and fill it up with light. That is sort of already the energy dynamics behind it. And you you know me by now, that's where I like to start because that is how I understand the world. And if you have headaches when it comes to wanting to have sex or if you have any other kind of physical symptoms, that is your subconscious sending you messages that there is a fear there or that there is a block there or that there's any kind of reason in your subconscious that makes you not want to have sex, even if it is with the partner that you love. And so one thing in your subconscious, which you are not aware of, so you don't know the reason why this is happening, could be that you are with the wrong partner, that actually somewhere in your deep, deep instincts, you know that this is not the person you want to be with. So every time that person wants, quote unquote, sex from you, you actually don't want to do it, which I just want to open a bracket right at the beginning. If you are in a loving relationship and you know what sex can be, which can be total, absolute, pure, blissful intimacy with a bomb of ecstasy dropping right into your being (laughs) and it can be so deeply healing to have sex with the orgasms just like sending you to the stars. When you know that that can be the thing, then obviously if you are avoiding it, there's something going on because that is what sex can be. So I just want to close that bracket just to paint the picture of where I'm coming from. And I'm going to tell you more about my story in a moment. But so if if there is something happening where you don't feel aroused, where you cannot have an orgasm, where you cannot relax and surrender to the flow of energy that wants to come through you as you're having sex, as you're having an orgasm, there is something in your nervous system that doesn't allow you to let go. Because if you were to let go, the trauma would come to the surface. So sex is kind of a state of arousal while really surrendering, while really relaxing. And I have learned that I had to work on my nervous system. I had to work on all of my trauma to really be able to relax, let go, receive in the in the, in the bedroom, right? Receive and feel comfortable with my own body and feel safe with my partner and really allow 
pleasure to come rippling through me. And that took, excuse me, that took a lot of work for me because of my history. Now, if you are in a place where you're actively avoiding sex, there is something going on for you. And it is not just for you, trust me, like sex, money, and religion are the most loaded topics that could ever be. And it has a lot to do with our history, like our history as humanity. Think about vows of celibacy. Think about vows of poverty in religion. Think about all the suppressed human nature that we don't really allowed to come to the surface and because we're suppressing our own sexual freedom we have it spring up in these unhealthy ways like pornography that is so deeply demeaning and abusive towards women widely accepted to this day as normal as this is how sex is done and then there is this hypersexualization of young, young kids and there is sex trafficking and there's just all these, mm, how do you say this? All this suppressed sexual energy is springing up in these unhealthy ways. It's like it's popping out from all the other places because we as society are not yet free in our own sexuality. And you see the battle that you know, same-sex couples have to fight and transgender people have to fight. You see the battle they have to fight because they're fighting for their own sexual freedom. Or you see people who go to, you know, polyamorous people or people who um, have open relationships. Like this is all just coming up in the recent years, but they're still regarded as different. And it's because sexual freedom is still weird to us. But all the unhealthy escapism that we're witnessing is regarded as normal and I think that's really the issue. Now when you come back to how we are conditioned by all of this like think about the pornography that you know apparently boys watch men watch this addiction to pornography there are people who can't get aroused unless they watch pornography all of that conditions the male psyche as to what to expect in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom, but you know what I mean. And it also conditions the women as to what they need to do. And it's all just an act of performing because we are so conditioned with just information everywhere all around us that we have a sense of what sex is before we've even managed to make our own sense of it. We've watched it and seen it and heard about it before we could make our own experience with it and just let our own, basically our own nature, our own raw nature take us in in along and guide us in this journey. So we don't get to make our first experiences at all. We are very conditioned by everything that happened before. And if you also have sexual abuse in your history, that is a whole other topic that needs cleaning up because that will always block your energy flow. That will always stay with you as a traumatized small child that is scared of who is actually right now 
in the bedroom with her who's actually having sex with her right now i know this sounds really crass and i'm really sorry that i'm just putting it out there like that to you but it's just we just don't understand how much suppressed abuse actually affects us and what is also important to know around this is that when your sex chakra is blocking you because of some sort of abuse you also have anger which is unresolved because if you don't even know that you have the sexual abuse in your system then you don't know that you have anger around it you don't know that you have fear around it which means already that your heart from the betrayal your solar plexus which is just the chakra below the heart from the anger that you're holding and down to your sex chakra and then down to the fear that's low the survival fear that's located in your basic chakra you already have all of those chakras blocking the flow of energy which then means you are ungrounded which means you cannot feel safe and grounded here in your body in the present moment and whenever you're trying to deeply relax you cannot you cannot surrender because if you surrendered those energies those memories those emotions would come to the surface that awareness that something deeper happened to you would comes to the surface and that's the difficult part about suppressed trauma and you notice that in sex because sex is such an act of surrender and it's 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 not a doing it's really a being and i think people don't fully understand it because we have accepted the doing part we know we do sex and we do a lot of it and it maybe even gets really kinky but how many people actually enjoy a truly bliss blissful experience a truly blissful state and i want to just give you quickly my own story around this like i you know that i had my spiritual awakening aka burnout eight years ago and i had a lot of sexual abuse in basically the first 20 years of my life and i also lost my mother in a tragic accident so there's been just a lot of trauma that i had to deal with and you know i didn't know the, the accident obviously but the sexual abuse i had no idea it was there and it was extremely traumatizing to bring it to the surface it was a very very messy 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 time the way i managed to bring it into my awareness and then deal with it but what i noticed i really want to speak pre spiritual awakening aka burnout and post so pre spiritual awakening you know i'd i'd have sex i was fine i'd even have let's just say minor orgasms and i thought yeah wow this is really good and i'm you know i want more of it and after my spiritual awakening burnout i met someone a year into my emotional purging so a year of working with a spiritual mentor and just bawling my eyes out being able to start releasing all the emotions that i had pent up from like a lifetime of difficulties and really just abuse and just purging and bawling my eyes out every day for like 2 to 4 hours and just doing body work under the supervision of my mentor to just start being able to open that tap and let those emotions come out 
So a year of doing that allowed me to quit my job, which I was so dreadfully attached to. I could not, I could not leave. It was everything. It was who I am. So I needed a lot of work already done on me and with me to even be able to quit my job. So I did that. And then a year later, after nine years of being single, so here's another one of those indicators nine years of being single all throughout my 20s and people saying you're such a catch you ha- you just have high standards um you are just very you know you're so ambitious I was extremely ambitious but I was also a perfectionist and I was also emotionally unavailable and I was really scared of men I just didn't know that I was longing to be in a relationship. I was longing to be loved, but I was the one in the power dynamics with all the narcissistic suited men who were also emotionally unavailable and probably deeply traumatized in their inside. And I was engaging with all of those into these power plays of who's into whom and nobody admits their feelings. And rejecting the other person and then feeling extremely bitter about it like I was in all those dynamics because because I was so unhealed in my inside but all the same I was just longing for love so I was single for nine years and a year into doing the work I met the most amazing person that I could have never even dreamed up on paper You know how they sometimes tell you to write your relationship vision down or who you would love to be with. And I, I would have never even dared to think that somebody could be so kind, so generous, so magnanimous in spirit, so, so gentle, so loving, so understanding, so patient. And Obviously, I don't have to tell you that he didn't come in a suit, <laughs> which was which was my checklist, right? Needs to be in a suit, needs to be um, working in one of those corporate jobs, needs to be essentially like this image of really, honestly, toxicity. It was my old, my old pattern was that checklist. And when I met him, we're still together. We've been together for six and a half years now. I you know, he just ticked none of my boxes because I had the wrong boxes. I had the whole wrong list to begin with. He was the one that broke all of my patterns in who I was looking for. And I will tell you about us more in the relationship pillar, but but when I had sex with him, it was, I, it was, I'm, I'm really, even just in memory, I'm still mind blown. It was, it was a whole different experience. And I think what made it so were two, maybe three different factors. The first one was I had started to seriously tidy up my inner world. And that was just one year out of eight, but I was already so much more in touch with myself and with my body and had already emptied out so many lower emotions from my system so that's number one and number two a soulmate number two is I didn't choose him we were meant to be and and also how we how we realized that was also a very interesting story um but it's also who you do it with what's the what's the what's the match between you and them are you you know are you really 
are you really meant to be together? I don't even have words for this. It's like meeting the person that just blows your mind. And I understood why people say, you know, he or she's my better half because I really felt like I must have done something right in life that I deserve to be with a person like this. Like he mirrors back to me, makes me, I'm, make, I'm making myself emotional. He mirrors back to me everything that's good about me. Because, because, because he's just, he's just, he's just all that. And if he's with me, then I must, I must be all that too. So, and, and I don't know, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm getting all, getting all emotional here. But when we had sex, it was, it was going from, I want to say, a five out of a hundred to suddenly blowing past a hundred clean out. Like it blew all the other, every single other sexual experience. It blew it clean out of the water because it went from a physical experience with other people where you're like, yeah, okay, I'm having some physical pleasure to suddenly having a spiritual experience, having a union of souls and creating like a, I don't even know what happens, like this flow of energy just rushing through you and experiencing spiritual intimacy in a way that like sometimes would send me clean through the stars and I was just blissed out for hours afterwards. And every time I would have anywhere between two and three orgasms and they would all feel slightly different, but all just rippling through my nervous system and into every cell of my body. And it was just a very different experience. And I thought, wow, I feel bad for all the women of which I was a part of who've never experienced what sex can really be like. If all the other women, and I'm sure, you know, other women have already understood this, just I hadn't. But so many women think it's about the physical component, because that's the only one everyone ever talks about. And there is some pleasure in the physical aspect of it, but holy wow, does it pale to nothingness in front of the the pleasure you can feel when it's a spiritual union. And that that has really been the mind-blowing part about it for me. And it's truly been mind-blowing. It like sex does not equal sex and it's not just bad sex or good sex it's really about spiritual intimacy and that is what I received from the very first time that I had sex with my partner and like I said I I very much do believe in two things that I did the deep work and still am and so is he by the way and you know, we meditate together, we have the same values, we go to the gym together, like we're, we're, we're so aligned. And we don't let anything come between us, you know, we forgive, we truly forgive and let go between like ourselves and, and we don't leave anything unspoken in our relationship, like we deal with our stuff in a very mature way. But on that, I want to talk about in a different episode. But but the other thing is, I really believe in the spiritual intimacy in in whether you are really meant to be with that person and you know when it's that person. And you know, like you have to get over all the fears of letting someone go because you actually don't feel like you want to be with them or you're trying to avoid them. You're trying to be intimate with them. You're trying to um, just coexist, but you don't want to be together. 
And that's, that's a difference in how you actually make love. And then the third thing that I mentioned that I do want to say is he was the first man who ever made it about me in the bedroom. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. And I'm so gladly taking stabs at all the, all the guys I've had sex with if they end up listening to this episode because honestly, here's a lesson. Make it about her pleasure and then her job is to make it about your pleasure. But he was the first man to ever make it about me. I didn't even make it about me. I didn't even know that sex was also for me. It's so bizarre to say that, but I went in and I thought I had to do what men wanted me to do so that they could get off. And I actually, reasons that I've mentioned before, I only felt safe again when it was over. I just didn't know that. I didn't know I was rushing through it. I didn't know I couldn't be with it. You know, that's one more thing that I've seen is just going from, you know, like 20 minutes to suddenly going to multiple hours because you can be with the pleasure. You don't need to rush through it because you're scared of the person next to you or you're scared of what's inside of you. And just having hours and hours of prolonged pleasure because why would you not want hours of pleasure? <laughs> you know, like if you just put it so plainly, it makes no sense why, why we would avoid it or why we would rush away from it. But I was rushing through it because I felt unsafe with the men and I felt unsafe with male desire. Pregnant pause. I felt unsafe with male desire. I felt in my subconscious, right? Just mind you, like I always want to just stress this. I would go to bars. I would dress up. I wanted male attention. I would, um, I would flirt. You know, I, I, I was seeking all of it. It, on one level, but I was deeply afraid of it, like scared out of my wits on the other hand. And and I had to learn to, well, undo, go and look where those fears were, undo them. And then I noticed that I could be with pleasure. I could be with the energy that's rippling through me. I could relax and my nervous system could calm down. And and I could be with my own body and I could be with what the desires of my own body were. And and within all of this, I learned it's really a whole, the sexual journey is really a whole journey, just like any kind of other healing journey, you know, even the financial journey is its own journey. And so along with my own sexual journey, I've also just realized that that I I didn't I didn't know it was for me to. I didn't know I got to be receiving. I don't want to say selfish, but that I got that it, I also got it to be my turn. And <laughs> it's like, me too, I want this. And I got to have my own turn with it. And by it being my own turn, I would want it more. I would be able to give more. And that even just my own pleasure would give pleasure to my partner. But I, this is just so, this is just something that just, again, blew my mind because he made it about me. And I'd never seen that before. Like partners I'd been with previously, they wouldn't even give two shits whether I had even had an orgasm or not. It's like, what is this? Like the Victorian era, marital duties. Like, what is this? You know, and I just find that we're still so, 
we're still so in a way conditioned we women are still conditioned that sex isn't for us and men are still in the conditioning that sex is for them and that the woman just needs to show up for it because they want it and then no wonder that you know there's like headaches or weird physical symptoms that basically just put up a barrier because maybe verbally we're not able to speak our barriers like we're not we're not able to to withdraw consent because the consent is assumed isn't that just wild and i i'm just really inflamed about all the pseudo-psychology or even like honestly i think even government like posters and campaigns going like you know say no and no is a full answer and all this kind of crap it's like women were not raised to say no like we can't even access we can't even access the 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 power inside of ourselves to say no and feel safe doing so if you feel so deeply threatened to how would you say this if you feel so deeply threatened to not give in to male desire and I'm really just saying in all kind of ways but especially the sexual way and if you not stand up but if you refuse the commands of the man of the male authority and you have always had punishment or really severe consequences for it like if you were raised to be an icy icy and to be a good girl there is no no inside of you or the no is so deeply buried that you need to do the work to find your own power again and be able to stand up for yourself so consent is such a shit standard because you should be absolutely thrilled to have sex with someone not just enthusiastic but absolutely ecstatic to have sex with the person you're choosing to have sex with you shouldn't just hover on the line of silent consent but that seems to be the bar we're setting in society which is again just I guess it's better than what we had before but it's still just such a low line it's such a low benchmark but I think it's really about what I've also seen with myself is I have had sex with people that I did not really want to have sex with but I just didn't dare to say no and I thought it would be safer for me to just to just roll with it and that is because I had choice taken away from me so early in life that I didn't know I had it at all. And this is where, you know, we need to go digging into all the places where we lost choice. That sometimes that is our own choice. To go to the places where we lost choice, whether it's in the sexual field or in any kind of area of life, go back to the places where we lost choice and claim our own power and our own choices again, our own future. So in this way, you know, sex is is how we do, sex is how we do life. And that's why it's so much more important than just what happens in the bedroom. The sexual chakra is responsible for expression, for creativity, for connection. It's also the gateway down when you just think about energy flowing from top down through you. It's also the pathway that the energy needs to run in order to ground you so that you feel safe and that you feel worthy and that you can have material possessions. 
but it's also related to your throat chakra, which is higher expression, higher creativity. That is why people who learn how to sing often hold their hands on their belly because they need to basically breathe into their belly and really find the the song that that is grounded that hits deeper i'm i'm not a singer so i'm i'm explaining this really poorly but expression from your throat is very much related also to your sex chakra so that is just how sex is so much more important it's really it's a pillar for an empowered life not just because you want to have the ecstasy which i'm sure you do but also because it supports your entire life it's creative it's the sexual energy is the creative force and if you want to create anything in this life you need to be able to tap into that that is what i wanted to tell you today about the topic of sexual fulfillment i just think if you can just go through your own experiences and really bring some awareness to did you enjoy it? How much did you enjoy it? And really be honest with yourself. Are you making it about yourself? Are you choosing partners that are a pattern, that are a checklist? Are you still somewhere inside of yourself, emotionally unavailable or stressed about having sex at all? And can you go to those places and bring some awareness to them with a willingness to say, whatever is there, I'm willing to heal it. That would be my wish for you. In the next episode, we're going to look into, I really wanted to do the feminine energy to be in your feminine. It's kind of competing with relationships at this point. So I will choose whether it's going to be one or the other by the time I sit down and record it. Either way, it's going to be good. I hope it's going to be good. <laughs>